0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Our God Is Real, our place of community and sharing, where we come together to take the scripture and put the scripture with our stories to help us understand the reality of God in our lives, and to take that reality that we share and share it with the world that desperately needs to know that our God is real. Today, we're going to be talking about what have you done with what you've been given. We're going to look at the parable of Jesus and the talents um, from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. We won't read the whole thing for time's sake, but but we're going to talk about this. And, and in this scripture, Jesus is telling the story of a master who had three slaves. And those three slaves he gave to, he was departing and, and leaving Leaving his land and his territory, and going um, going off on a on a business trip, and to each one of his servants, he left a different portion of talents. The Bible says, or at this time, this was was money. Um, later translations, as we um, I think around the 13th century, as we begin to translate this word, it moved from what we thought of as money to what we know today as a talent or a gift. And that's really where I want to focus today is God has given each and every one of us a talent or in some cases more than one talent. And those are gifts from God that he's given to us to use. In the story of the talents, two of the slaves were given a portion of money and they took the money and they invested the money. When the master returned and and spoke to the three slaves, he asked, you know, what have you done with, with the money that I gave you? Two of the slaves went to him and said, I've taken your money and I've actually doubled it. And they gave not only back to the master what the master had given them, but also what they had earned as well. The third slave did nothing with his. He went off, he took it and he buried it. So when the master came back, he was very disappointed with this with the third slave because there was no increase to his money. If you look at this from the context of the culture that this parable was set in, you'll understand that in some ways you can actually look at the first two slaves as doing something greedy um, for slaves to go out and 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 make money. Um, like this, it was not really looked upon very well, and it was actually looked upon more um, for the slave to take what he has and hold on to it, was was looked at better. But in that, if, if you take it that way and say this is the way that the society and culture at the time was looking at it, this is a perfect picture of how Jesus takes something of his time or in his time and in his culture and says, I know this is the way the world looks at it but I want you to see the way that my father looks at it. So he takes this and he and he turns it around a little bit and says, no, 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 It's I, I don't want you to go and, and bury your talent. I want you to take your talent and I want you to use it. I want you to multiply it. And as it multiplies, I want you to take that talent and I want you to give it back to God. If you give back unto God, he will take that talent that you have and greatly increase it. Luke 6.38 says, if if we give, it will be given back unto us, shaken, pressed down, filled, to overflowing. It will literally be set back in your lap. So every investment that we make in, in the talent that God has given us, as we give that talent back to God, he takes it and just increases it exponentially and then turns around and gives it back to us so that then we can actually begin to do even more with the talents that we've been given. I had a great discussion um, last night with someone that this person had had taken a talent that they had been given and and they were a a really good seamstress. They could sew things and, and make clothing. And they started off just doing their task, right? Making the clothes for some people that that really couldn't afford the clothes or that that needed these clothes. As this person began to make this clothes, a ministry began to develop because the people that she was making the clothes for were going through some things in their lives. They were suffering through addictions and abuse and all these other kind of things. Well, as the ministry began to unfold, the next thing that progresses in this is that this lady, this person moves from making the clothes for these people to ministering to them. When, she's, when she returns the clothes over to him and she gives the clothes back to him, she begins to minister to them and talk to them about the love of Jesus. The next thing you know, this person actually now has a shelter or a halfway house for these people that are going through struggles with addictions and abuse and all of these sorts of things. And now from a small thing, from one talent of sewing that this person did and used and gave back to God and said, take my talent and use it as you will. Now God has taken that and he has pressed it down. He's shaken it and he's placed back into her lap a ministry we all have a ministry, okay? We, we think so many times that, that it's up to the preacher or it's, it's up to the Sunday school teacher or the youth leader. It's up to us, y'all. We are the ministers. The Great Commission that Jesus left us with was not just for his disciples, The Great Commission was for everyone. We are supposed to go out into the world. We are supposed to to minister to the people. The pastors, the leaders, the Sunday school teachers of our churches, they are our shepherds. But all the responsibility for ministering to this world that is in dire need of ministry doesn't fall on them. It, It falls on us. And we have to remember that. Look at... Look at what you have been given by God. I've been given by God an, an understanding, a talent to understand His word and to to speak, to write. If I sit on this and I don't use this, then it's all for nothing. In the story of, of the five talents, Jesus even said that the one the, the slave that did nothing, would be cast out into the outer darkness where there's, the Bible says, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, cast into hell. And I know that's a bold and very strong statement, but you know, this is how Jesus laid it out. In this parable that he's talking about, this is at the time when he's he's going through speaking with his disciples and helping them to understand that the end times are going to come and you're going to be judged on many different things. One of the things that you're going to be judged on is what did you do with what I gave you? Did you take it and did you multiply it or did you just sit it, go out and bury it? You know, it, it wasn't even like the, the, the last slave didn't even take it and go at, at least put it in the bank. So it could, could draw a little bit of interest. And we know today that, that you know, same as accounts don't draw a whole lot of interest, but at least they draw something, right? So at least there would have been some sort of investment rather than just going out and burying it. If you take your talent that God has given you and you bury it, not only are you hurting your investment that God has given you, but you could be damaging others. The Bible says that all things work together for good to them who are in Christ Jesus. That phrase, all things there, doesn't just mean stuff. Okay, When you divine that down and you really pull out the Greek meaning in that word, it's a phrase and it means all things, everything, all people even. So what it's saying is that God has a plan to take every good thing that we all have if we follow after Jesus Christ, he's going to take all that, all the talents that we all have and bring them all together and make one beautiful masterpiece out of all this. But if we sit on our talent, if we take our talent and bury it in the sand somewhere and just walk away from it and forget about it, how can it ever be used? How can we ever give it back in that final day when we stand before Jesus at the judgment, and Jesus says, here's all the stuff that I give you, that I gave you, what did you do with it? Don't you want to be able to say, Lord, I did everything that I possibly could with it. I tried to do everything that you enabled me to do. Every talent that you gave me, I did my level best to use it to help others and to further the kingdom of God. I surely don't want to have to say, you know, Jesus, I thought it was so important that I just took it and I just put it over here and I just buried it because I didn't want anything to happen to it. It is a risk, y'all, that we take. That when we put our talent out there, we we risk people making fun of us. We we risk failing. But if we never put it out there, we also While we have that risk, we we never get to enjoy its growth. We never get to enjoy the success of it. There is not a place in the Bible where God ever says, "Give to me what you have, and I'll sit on it." He always says, "If you give, I'll give it back. If you give, I'll give it to others." If you put the giving before the keeping, if you put the giving before the taking, if you put the serving before the being served, God's desire, according to his word, even his desire is to take all of that and multiply it. And then as he's multiplying it within you, then he starts to bring other people alongside of you. And the next thing that you know, the clothes, going back to the story, the clothes that you made simply as a gift for someone to help them out, the next thing you know, that simple act of using your talent, that simple act of giving, that simple act of ministry, now develops into a work that is happening for God that is touching Many people. That is our purpose, y'all. That is how we get to the place of showing that God is real. We take our talents. We don't bury them. We use them. And then when God comes and asks you, what have you done with that talent that I gave you? You can show him. Here, Lord, here's what I did with the talent that you gave me. Here's how I used it. And here's how you multiplied it. And here's how it touched all these lives. And now all these people, we are all working together to come to this one goal of ministry for for a group of people or whatever it might be. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. I thank you for the talents, Lord, that you have given us. I thank you that you are not selfish with your gifts towards us. Help us not to be selfish with what you've given us. Help us to desire, Lord, to share our gifts. As always, Father, I pray wherever there is strife or struggle today, you bring peace, clarity. Wherever there is darkness, you bring the light of Jesus. I pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for joining today. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Take care.